What we're going to talk about in today's episode is something that I feel like we all struggle with at some point in our lives. It may be more severe than others. It may be more limiting for others, but I feel like we all get lost in this. And so today we're going to talk about staying in your own lane. And I also like to title this one, Fuck the Comparison Game. So that's what's in store for you today. I hope you're excited because I am. So I feel that it's always easiest for me to share a little bit before I ask you to do something. I used to live my life totally sucked up in the comparison game. And what do I mean by that? Although I'm sure you already know because you have your own issues with that, right? But for me, social media was a very negative place. And it wasn't even all what people were putting out there was negative, but it was what I was seeing and saying to myself that became really negative. We know people like to share the stuff they're proud of, the stuff that they want to show off on social media. You know, it's I'm kind of a thorn among the roses that I share everything under the rug. That's not the norm. So, and I also want to say that I wasn't always that way. I was the person who just showed and shared the nice pictures and what I wanted the world to see because I was not happy with my life. I was not happy with anything behind the scenes. So I didn't want anyone to see it. And I'm not saying that you are or are not like that. That's why I speak from where I came from because I know that I was tearing myself down. And here's what I know. If I compare myself to someone else, I'm never going to give myself do credit ever. I am always going to see what that person has, what they chose to show me, and I'm going to compare it against my worst possible outcome, right? Like, do you do that? I don't, I'm not saying, (laughs) well, this is all wrong. Actually, that's what I'm saying, but we do it. We all do it. So here I was, seeing what they wanted me to see, and I'm telling myself that I'm not enough, that I could never have that, no one will ever love me that way, I will never have the family and the house and the life. And you know, if I didn't have any of those things, it would have all been on me. And it was all on me that I was stuck in that place. Guys, like, I was a really toxic person. I, you know, if you knew me, you know that. If you just met me through this podcast, haven't met me, don't follow me on social media, I want to tell you that I wasn't a prize peach at all. I wasn't anything to brag about. And so when I compared my life, which was circling around rock bottom on the regular, because I was so broken inside, 
because I wasn't focusing on what I was or what I could be. I was always chasing after what that person had or what that person wanted. So I was never focused on what was actually happening in my life or what could be happening. What opportunities were waiting for me around the corner were not showing up to me because I wasn't looking for them. I was stuck in that mindset that I did not deserve good things, so I did not find good things in my life. And if you are living in that right now, then you won't find them either. So you've got to start telling yourself a different story, but it starts by staying in your lane. What do I mean by that? I hope you kind of already know, but if you don't, we're going to get into it. No worries. When I say stay in your lane, I mean you're focused on you and only you. We're going to talk about the haters. We're going to talk about the outside influences, but I need you to just focus on you because if you're Seeking after someone else's life or someone else's dreams, it's never going to be enough for you because it's not your dream and your life. And it's never going to look like what theirs does. And here's a little tip, disclaimer, spoiler, truth bomb. Theirs doesn't look like that either all the time. That's what they want you to see. That's what they want to show the world. For every mom who shares a picture where any of any of or all of her children are looking, there are 15 to 30 outtakes, possibly with tears, not even all from children, that happened in that making that you don't see. Sometimes you do because it's really funny. But I want you to know that if you're seeing the perfect pictures and all you see is the outtakes of your life, you're just not seeing their outtakes. And I want to tell you this too. Because when I first, I don't know if I heard it or shared it, but it really struck a nerve with me. If you want someone else's victories and successes, you have to be willing to take their failures and their losses with it. Are you willing to do that? I've shared some of mine with you. Do any of you want them? Do you want to be an alcoholic? Do you want pain every day? Do you want to have to say goodbye to your best friend? Guys, there's so much more, but that's just a few things that I've shared already. Everyone has skeletons in their closet. Everyone has something that they have overcome in order to get to whatever they are sharing and showing. And if you are chasing after that, then you've got to take all the the shit with it. Right? Like, that's something you don't tell yourself. You're not like, oh, I bet they also had a lot of heart in their life. No, you just immediately tear yourself down. Why? That's a bad habit that we need to break. I have learned that when I stay in my own lane, when I focus on just being a little bit better than I was yesterday, I can actually win the day. I can do that. I'm never gonna measure up to Susan or to Karen. Y'all, I took 
my daughter to kindergarten orientation today and my crazy one, Cora, was running around the whole time. I showed up hair in a messy bun with a scrunchie. <laughs> uh, they're back, people. I bought a package of 60 of them, so I'll be wearing them with my matching outfits from here on out. But no makeup on, hair is not done. I'm wearing yoga pants and a graphic tee from Target. If I sat there and compared myself to all the moms who weren't losing their mind because their toddler was getting into balls or outlets or pulling things off the walls or trying to escape, it was endless. And I could have sat there and compared myself to all these other moms, but what good would that do me? What benefit does that bring to my life? How does that help my kids? It does not. But if I said to myself, okay, Melissa, how can you keep your cool just a little bit more when we go in to the kindergarten class? And so when I felt like I was about to like lose it, I took Cora out in the hall. I'm like, Cora, we need to just be and that didn't work. And then I gave her strawberries, right? When in doubt, feed them, right? But the point is, I don't look like other moms. And I'm never going to, and that's okay. That doesn't mean I'm not a good mom. I'm a damn good mom, but I drop F-bombs and I swear around my children, and that's okay with me. That's okay with me. We don't call them bad words. We call them adult words here. All words can be bad. And I have used a lot of words in bad ways. But I don't speak that way anymore to myself or to others. So they're adult words because mommy uses them a lot and they're not bad. Because I'm not bad. Guys, even it's, even sometimes it's how you phrase things. Because if I was always saying, oh no, that's a bad word, well then I'm, I'm calling myself bad all day long and now wonder, we think we're bad moms. I'm just saying that's one small thing, but it's one small thing that adds to the guilt, to the mom guilt. Guys, there's enough of that. Get rid of that shit. <laughs> just let it go. So where were we? Staying on your own lane. Okay. So when I'm focused on just being better than I was yesterday, like I said, I can actually do that. I can see real growth. And then when you see real growth, when you actually have something to measure against yourself that you can actually win, like you can see the improvements, you start piecing all that together. And guys, you're not going to get to your goal this week, this month, maybe not even this year. And even when you get there, I hate to tell you, but the journey's not over. You're on this ride for life. So I need you to buckle up and get focused. What are you trying to be better than? I don't want it to be anybody else. It can't be anybody else. So I show up and I just focus 
on being a little bit better than I was yesterday. That means I'm always improving. That means I'm always proving to myself that I can do it, that I'm changing, that I'm progressing, that I'm worth a damn. All of these things are happening because I'm just trying to be a smidge better today than I was yesterday. Maybe I yell a little less today at my kids, right? Like, what is that little smidge that you can do today that makes today a win? What can you do to win the day today? Maybe that sounds like a bunch of hocus pocus to you, but I'm telling you, this is how we make the changes. You have to start showing up and proving to yourself that you can do this. Because for whatever reason, you have compared yourself to everyone out there and told yourself time and time again that you can't. And I'm sure you've even said, oh, well, it's easy for her because she doesn't have X, Y, and Z. And it's easy for her because she was born that way. Or, well, she had all these opportunities that I didn't have. Stop it. I used to say that shit to myself all the time. I would scroll through social media and idolize all these people and I would tell myself that they had these perfect lives and that I was never going to have that and that I could never have that because I was such a piece of shit and I did this and that and this. That got me nowhere. Do you know where it got me? It got me feeling like a piece of shit. And I'm not. I mean, I was... Still drinking, so there's something to be said for that. But also, when you are stuck in a place where you feel like you don't deserve good things or where you're really, truly unhappy inside, that comes out. You think it doesn't, but I'm here to tell you, it does. It's toxic. You know, I love saying your attitude is contagious. Is yours worth catching? Do you need to check yourself? Because I did. I did. I was so miserable because I kept telling myself I couldn't have these things. I was angry at people who had them. I was so resentful of anyone who was happy. Does that sound like a fun person? Does that sound like a good person? Does that sound like a happy person? No. But guess what? I still showed up on social media with what I wanted the world to see. I hit it. I hit it all. Because I have been the person that has been so scared and ashamed to show their life. I'm still not proud of who I was and how I behaved. But I also know that the only way that I can make that better is to stop being such an asshole. (laughs) Right? Like, no amount of apologizing and then still being an asshole is going to make up for it. Sorry, not sorry. Quit being such a dick. And people will love you more. You will love yourself more. When I was so focused on what everybody else had and what I didn't have, 
I couldn't even see the potential. I was never looking for opportunities because I was always looking at my cup half empty. I was so focused on what everyone else was doing, sharing what they had in their lives that I wasn't spending the time working on my own. I probably spent the same amount of time bitching and complaining and gossiping and trash talking back then as I do now on personal development and growth and preaching and good things. So I spend the same amount of time. Which one do you think has improved my life? Well, we all know I wouldn't be making this podcast 10 years ago. So it's the second one. Okay, so not only do you need to stop comparing yourself to others, you need to stop focusing on what they're doing and put your head down and get to work. Because if you're always scrolling through social media and seeing, you know, we we are all about recognition in my business. And so we are always shouting people out. And so I'm always seeing everyone else's success. And I'm going to give her the credit. Rachel Hollis came to our annual convention this summer. And she said, I need you guys to repeat after me. Her success does not equal my failure. Let's say it again. Repeat after me. Her success does not equal my failure. I am in a business where women build each other up no matter whether it means that we are left behind or running right with them. And that was a foreign concept to me. I didn't understand a community that truly wanted the best for people because I was coming from corporate America. And people spent more time talking about who wasn't doing their job or who was doing their job wrong or how many jobs they were doing of other people's than they did actually doing work. And there's none of that where I'm at now. And that's weird. And it's hard to take your mind out of that mentality that, well, if she gets the promotion, that means that I can't because that's not how it works over here. We all rise together. And I love that mentality because it has taught me to build everyone else up around me. And that helps me rise. Like I've never been in a world or I've never even looked at it that way that if I help everyone else around me, we all rise. And I don't know about you guys, but I learn better and I feel more fulfilled if I'm pouring that out onto others. Obviously, I'm making this podcast, right? I like to pour into others. So I found where I belong and what works for me. But There are communities out there, like mine, like the groups I run, that are the same way. 
You don't have to do this as a job like I do. You totally can if you want to. My inbox is always open. Slide into my DMs if you're IG. But I also just want you to get to a place where you can want good things for other people and realize that that doesn't take away from having good things for yourself. Because that was a really big barrier that I had problems getting past. Because forever in my life, it was people were getting things or people had things and all I had was heartache and trials and hard shit to overcome. And my 20s were dark, like fucking dark, guys. I told you the only reason I survived is because I know what happens when you give up that fight. I didn't see how good things were possible for me and I was blocking them because I wouldn't let myself have the good things. And deep down, it's because I didn't think that I deserved it. And I need to ask, I need you to ask yourself if that's what you're doing too. Is there a piece of you that thinks that you don't deserve good things? If you said yes, or if you have tears streaming down your face right now, I need you to dig into that. Because we don't get through this stuff if we don't fix the broken pieces. But I've got great news, (laughs) great news. When you fix them, they're stronger than ever. They're stronger than ever and you realize that if you can come from that and get to a place where you want good things for yourself, where you're willing to do the work instead of just bitching about it. It all changes. It all changes and some of it is like, ah, instant, overnight. Some of it takes a long time. So when you're scrolling social media, like after you're done listening to this podcast and you see somebody who just had a baby and is rocking her pre-pregnancy jeans, like I'm talking like four weeks postpartum, like one of those women. My daughter is 20 months old and I still have about 25 pounds of baby love from her. So my journey is very slow and I even do all the things. I look fabulous. I love my body. I'm sorry, not sorry. I have worked really hard to get to a place where I can say that and mean it at any size. I gained over 60 pounds with my second. My pregnancy was 39 weeks. With my first one, where I was totally unhealthy and unhappy and hated every single thing about it and after, I gained 70 pounds in 42 weeks. So my second pregnancy was three weeks shorter. And I gained almost the same amount of weight, if 
I would have been pregnant for three more weeks with Cora. I would have died or killed somebody probably, but I probably would have gained at least 10 more pounds, meaning they're both the same. And I could have come out of that comparing myself to all the other women who did it better the second time, who set out on a goal to have a fit pregnancy and gained the healthy, I'm doing air quotes right now and rolling my eyes like crazy, 25 to 30 or whatever pounds. Fuck that noise. That's not how my body makes babies. And that's okay. But I was not at that place after I had Elsie. I had just had a baby. I had a really hard pregnancy. It was hard on me physically. It was hard on me mentally. And then I had a baby in winter when I have sad and depression and wasn't drinking as an alcoholic. And then I went back to work in a hostile, toxic work environment. And I thought it was all me. And I hated every minute of it. But because I didn't want to stay that way, I didn't want to stay there. I didn't want to live that life for one more minute. And it wasn't that I thought that I deserved it for myself. You guys know that. It was my family. They were what was in that burning building for me. And even if I didn't think that I deserved it, I wanted a better life. I wanted to be able to want to be in the pictures. I wanted to be able to show off my highlight reel because at that point, I couldn't even do that. I didn't even have a highlight reel to share. And if you're at that place, then we really need to do some work because there are so many good things in your life right now that you are not realizing because you're too busy comparing it to somebody else. We already talked about that. You don't want their garbage. You don't want all their behind the scenes. You've got enough of your own. You don't need their shit too. You gotta focus. You have to stay in your lane. I know it's hard. So like I said, we have a lot of recognition in our business and technology is my downfall. <laughs> like you wanna watch me lose my shit, have an anxiety attack and cry, leave me at my laptop and have me try to figure something out. Like it's <laughs> bound to happen. I just, it's, it's not my strength. It's not and that's okay. But for a really long time, I thought I had to have these awesome graphics and these awesome leaderboards in order to be a leader. And then I went to our training this summer in Indy and I heard a leader say that she shares a picture of her whiteboard at home because that's not who she is. She's just not a graphic person and I'm like, Neither am I. I don't need this. They don't need that from me. I need you to recognize your strengths. Because I'm sure that you are spending most of your time or you have spent most of your life 
focusing on your weaknesses, right? We're always focusing on how are we not enough. I need you to flip that. I need you to focus on your strengths. I need you to ask yourself, what is something that I do better than other people? What is something, if you were delegating things in your life, this is kind of how I look at it for my business. I need to know where my strengths lie. And I think about, okay, if I was delegating tasks, all the technology stuff gets delegated out. Let me tell you that because my time is better spent on things that only I can do. And that is mentoring, my live videos, my podcast, where I pour into people, the messages that I send to follow up and to check in on people and to lift them up. All of that, that needs to be me. A board of my leaders, somebody else can make that. Or I don't need it at all. And I didn't have it for a really long time, still don't. Took a picture of my whiteboard last month and shared it. Did one person say anything to me about that? No, it's all in your head. I just did a training for my team and I told them, you guys realize that no one else out there knows what a top coach looks like, right? Everybody that's not in our industry, they don't know what the top coaches look like or how they act or how they show up or how they run their groups or any of that noise. It's all in our head. If you are telling yourself that you can't do something because someone else is also doing it, that's in your head. And if you're too focused on what they're doing in their lane, you are not going to stay in yours. And how do you expect to pass them up? or even make any progress if you're constantly bumping into the guardrail. When you take your eyes off the road, you have no sense of direction. Does that make sense to you? When you take your eyes off of your lane, off of your goals, off of your path, and you start gazing at someone else's, in the next lane that may or may not be passing you up? Well, now they really have a chance, don't they? Because you're bumping all off the guardrails because you're not focused on the road in front of you. So I'm a great mom and I do a lot, but I also, I need to realize where my strengths are and where I'm okay lacking. Right? Like, and being okay with that and realizing that I can't do it all. I can't have it all. I can't be the mom that has the podcast, that runs a business at home, that has a clean house because I can't stand it otherwise, and that also does all the things and always looks presentable and has her hair done and her makeup done and her girls always look cute. Like, that's, I can't do all that. And so I pick and choose. I don't really care. If I wear the same three or four outfits all the time because they're always clean on top of the laundry, I'm okay with that. I don't care if I go for a week without having makeup on. That doesn't bother me. That's, it's not a top priority for me. 
I don't care if I spend my life and go to every appointment in workout clothes and active wear. <laughs> That's how I'm okay with those things because I'm choosing other strengths. I'm choosing other things that are a priority to me. I'm choosing a job that I can fit in my early mornings and my evenings so I can be home and present with my girls. It doesn't matter to me if my hair is done or if I have makeup on when I'm doing that. And I even thought that I had to look that way because a lot of the top coaches, right? They've, you know, they're gorgeous and they have all their headshots and, and all of this. And that's one day. That's one day. You need to show up as you. I need you to start realizing that you are enough. You know, the world doesn't benefit from you hiding your badassery. It just doesn't. You were made exactly as you are with your own gifts. And I need you to figure out what those are and start using them. Okay, I want to try and exercise with you. The next time you feel yourself comparing yourself to someone else or next time you see someone sharing a beautiful family picture on the beach. You've never been to the beach. Your family would never go with you. You don't have the money. You don't have the time to take off work. You don't have the matching outfits, right? And you're feeling envious as fuck. Okay, we've established all that. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to give them a compliment. I need you to get over that. And how we're going to do that is by sending out love. We don't get to love by hate. If you want to get to loving your life, you need to start sending out love. And lots of it. Because when you send out love, you get love in return. And you're no longer living in this place that you're envious and you're jealous and you're angry. We need to work on letting that shit go. So the next time you see a post or you are in real life (laughs) with someone and they share about their trip to Italy and maybe your first reaction is, oh, I could, I could this, that. No, I need you. Be like, wow, that's really cool. That's really awesome. I'm so glad you guys went and had a good time. What a great experience. Right? Like, just because they went to Italy doesn't mean that you can't. And it doesn't even mean that it's your dream. Like, I love to travel, but like, just because someone else goes somewhere crazy and exotic doesn't mean that that would be the place that I would pick to go. It just reminds me that I'm not going. So let's try looking at it in a different way. What if every time somebody shared something that you wanted, what if you gave them love and asked them for a piece of advice? Because if they did it, that means it's possible. That means you can do it too. And that also means that they know how. So maybe they got a really great deal on an Italy vacation and they never thought they could go either. You won't know if you don't ask. 
So if you see somebody who's got something that you want, ask them for tips. Ask them for advice. Ask them how they did it and tell them congratulations. Most people, I'm not going to say everybody because more people need to listen to podcasts like this, but most people, especially most people who have achieved something or already done something are happy to share secrets. Success leaves clues. That doesn't mean that success is for one person and one person alone. That means it leaves clues and we can all have success. And our success will look totally different from one another. And that's okay too. Your mountaintop will not look like everyone else's. It's probably not going to look like anyone else's. And that's okay too. Because if you're trying to climb up someone else's mountain, you will never make it. And even if you manage to create some version of that in your own life, the view is not going to be as spectacular as if you climbed your own mountain. Do you even know what that looks like? You know, I've done a lot of work over the last four and a half years. And when somebody asked me this question, I had to really think about it. So I'm going to ask you guys, how good could you stand it? Like, whoa, right? Not just what do you want? What would you like? Like, how good could you stand it? Those are the questions you want to ask yourself. I feel like the way that we talk to ourselves on a day-to-day basis, that is what really moves the needle. That is what really pushes us forward or keeps us stuck. The questions that you ask yourself, the conversations that you have, the way you talk to others, It has so much more of an impact on your life than you realize. And those small choices, those small victories also have more of an impact on your life than you realize. I didn't just get here. I didn't just wake up four and a half years later, a changed woman. It happened little by little. Okay. I'm going to leave you with this. There are three things I need you to give up after you're done listening to this podcast. This doesn't benefit me. It does benefit the world, (laughs) but it will really, really benefit you. And I know that it will be a struggle and it's going to take time, but I need you to really work on it. At least be conscious and aware. Giving up these three things can change everything. So number one is complaining. (laughs) 
I need to vent sometimes. I'm not going to say that I don't, but I want to give you a different perspective about complaining and how it does not benefit you in any way. (laughs) Not that you didn't know that already, but we're going to talk about it real quick. So when people complain, this is wildly accurate too. It's so crazy. Is that most of the time when someone is complaining, they're not even complaining to someone who can do something about it. They're just bitching to bitch. And that's cool. We all vent, right? No judgment here. All of this, all of these are tools to help you going forward. There is no judging you for where you are now or where you have been. We all have our closets. All I'm saying is going forward, this does not help you. So it takes the same amount of effort and time to bitch about a problem as it would to find the solution. And you think about that. When you're complaining, you're just spreading the negativity. You're just spreading that negativity. And as a former negativity spreader, I want to tell you that it impacts your relationships. Do you have a friend that is always complaining about something? Does it drive you crazy? Or are you guys always complaining together? You know, when I started to make the improvements in my life, this was one I realized how many negative people there were in my life. And not like super negative, just they bitch and complain a lot. And I'm not saying that I don't vent. Mom, life is hard. I just sent my sister some text messages today that was like, ah, after that kindergarten orientation this morning and wrangling Cora and like almost losing my shit. Well, she's napping right now, which is why I'm recording this. And then I'm going to have to wake her up and take her to children's and do the same thing for Elsie's dental appointment. And I don't want to do it. Like, mom life is hard, y'all, right? But I even said to her, okay, I just needed a vent. I'm better. You know what? I'm grateful that I didn't have to take off work to do this today. I always like to find a positive, something that I'm grateful for in that, even if I have to vent about it. Because sometimes I do need to know that someone else understands what I'm going through. You get that, right? So I'm not saying never, but if you need to share something that's driving you crazy, I need you to find a positive on it, right? I need you to have that glass half full, look for the light at the end of the tunnel mentality. Always, even if you're venting. After I heard this, anytime anybody was complaining, I was thinking like, I'm a huge empath, right? So I can feel things that other people are feeling. I want to like take everyone's pain and just take it. And if I could take everyone, if I could take your pain on me and and make it my own and take it away from you, I would. Like if I had a superpower, that's what it would be to take away other people's pain. I don't. Luckily, I have a job where I can help that a little. I can do that a little. But I can just feel that negative energy. 
And it's kind of life sucking. It's kind of soul sucking, right? Like that friend of yours that is always a negative Nancy. Are they the first person you think of to invite out somewhere? When you want to celebrate, are they on the top of your list to call? No. I don't know about you, but I want to celebrate all the people. So I want to be on the top of the list of someone who they want to celebrate with, especially now that I'm sober. (laughs) Anyways, we've established that complaining is bad. (laughs) That's bad, bad. It serves no purpose in your life. It doesn't actually fix the problems that you're complaining about. Most of the time, you're not even complaining to somebody that can help you. And you're just putting negative energy on them and out into the world. So I need you to give that shit up. That's number one. Number two, oh, blame. I could probably do a whole episode on this alone, but I'm just going to start it off right here. I need you to stop blaming other people for the good that they have, for the bad that has happened to you, any and all of it, it doesn't get you anywhere. It doesn't change what has happened. It only keeps you stuck in that mindset. It keeps you stuck in that place. If you're blaming someone else, then that means that you are not the solution and you're stuck there. Does that make sense to you? For instance, I can blame the person who hit us. It was his fault. He ran a red light, hit us. I went into the windshield. My life is forever changed. I could blame him. I could be mad at him. But how does that help me? How does that help my pain? Because he is not the one who has to live with it. He's not the one who has to deal with it. This isn't on him. It's on me. And what I do with it and what I turn it into. So if I'm still holding it against him and blaming it on him, I'm not going to take responsibility and fix it. I'm going to be stuck there. Blaming it on someone else, using it as an excuse to take me out of the game. And I'm sorry, but fuck that noise. You're stronger than that. Stop blaming someone else for something that happened to you. I'm sorry it happened. Like, so sorry, really and truly, even if it was really fucking shitty. But it happened nonetheless. And if you can't get out of that, do something, therapy, I need you to get to a place where you're no longer blaming people. You're not holding blame on them from the past. You're not currently blaming people. You're not going to be blaming people in the future when things don't go your way. It's easier to place blame on others than to take a hard look in the mirror. I get that. Trust me, I get that. But in almost all of the situations where I look back in my life and I thought someone was being an asshole to me, turns out, guess who was the asshole? It was me. It was me. I was so fucked up in my own world that I couldn't get out of it long enough to see what the reality was. And as I was blaming others, all the blame should have been on me. But it was an easier out. It was easier to blame them than to fix me. Right? But again, do you see what you're doing? 
You're just spinning your wheels. Get off of the fucking hamster wheel and own your shit. Okay? I'm sorry it happened, but a good can come from everything. You can use this. Or you can at least get past it. And even if you can't get past it right now, I need you to release that blame because you'll never get past it if you're blaming someone else for it. Because then the responsibility is not on you. None of it is on you if you're blaming someone else for it. And so that one might be hard. But if it's hard for you, I also need you to take a good look in the mirror and see why it's so hard for you. And that right there may be a light bulb, life-changing moment for you. If it is, tell us all about it in the community. Search hashtag hot mess success, all one word, community on Facebook. So that was number two. Number three. Oi, oi, oi. Gossip. (laughs) There's nothing good that comes from this. And I'll tell you that most of it is stemmed from insecurity. But here's the thing. You know, I hear about all of these kids getting bullied in school and just really, you know, There's a lot of shit going on out there, right? And I think a lot of it stems from pain and insecurity. And where do they learn that? If you're a parent and you are struggling with those things, your children will pick up on those things. They may struggle with those things. There is a lot that I struggle with that like it's, it's nature and nurture and there's a lot that came on from the nurturing, right? That I'm working through. Trust me, I got my own bag of shit from the nature, but so much comes from what we see, what we're around. Do you gossip? Do you talk about people? This is one of the things that I really love about my girl gang, my tribe is that I don't feel like when I get up from the table that I'm going to be talked about. I can't tell you how good that feels because I feel like as someone who has a lot of shit going on and is usually the center of attention or causing a scene in a negative way, I feel like I've been talked about my whole life. I feel like I've never really known who my real friends are and that's not all on them. Most of that isn't even on them. That's because I didn't know who I was because I was so focused on everyone else's lane and everyone else's life that I lost me. I tried to morph into so many different kinds of people that I had no idea who I was until I found a group of women that encouraged me to figure it the fuck out. And I'm so glad they did. Because I'm pretty badass and I never gave myself credit for it, ever. 
It was the opposite. Like, I want that for you. I want you to get to a place where you can recognize how much of a badass you are. Because no matter what you've been through, you've made it. You're here. You're on the other side or you're in the thick of it, still fucking swimming. And let me tell you, if you're listening to these words, you're ahead of the game. So give yourself some fucking credit. More credit than you have been giving yourself. Back to the gossip. (laughs) I get a little sidetracked. I'm like losing my voice and preaching so much. Gossiping doesn't make you look good. It makes you look untrustworthy. Even if, you know, I, I don't know if some of it stems from wanting to fit in, wanting to be part of the crowd, you know, wanting to be liked more. So you put the focus on someone else. I don't know. But what really happens is those people in your circle who you're gossiping about are now thinking, well, if she talks about her, does she talk about me? Right? Like, have you ever had a rumor started behind your back? True or false doesn't fucking matter. That shit hurts. That shit really hurts. It doesn't make you look good to point out someone else's flaws. It doesn't make you more trustworthy to talk shit on someone else. It doesn't make you a good friend It doesn't even make you a good person. And I think we can all agree on that. Right? I want you to be the kind of queen who fixes someone else's crown and doesn't even tell the world that it was crooked in the first place. That's what I want from you. You know, when I married my husband and took his name. I got to tell you guys, part of me was relieved. I felt like maybe I had a second chance that Melissa Pinckney could be put to rest and I could be better. My in-laws are simply amazing, like simply amazing. Everyone who I've ever met that knows them says such wonderful things about them. And I had to take a hard look in the mirror and ask myself what people would say about me. And at that time, it was not good things. It was not good things. And I didn't want to take their name through the mud like I had done to mine. The person that drug me through that mud was me. And the person who pulled me out was also me. You are your problem, but you are also your solution. And you'll never realize that if you are too focused on what she is doing or what he is doing or what anyone else is doing, 
you will never realize how badass you are or your badass potential. So that's it. That's all I have for you guys today. I hope you're feeling it. I hope you're feeling empowered. I hope you're feeling inspired. And I hope you're starting to have a different perspective for your life or at least the possibility of one. We're going to get into all that next on episode five. Can't wait.